My guest will expose the single most dangerous heresy in Christianity today. It could cost you heaven. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest I've known for some 28 years and we've gone through a lot together. Jonathan Burness, <laughs> we went to China together. Uh, we went to St. Petersburg together. And as a matter of fact, uh, we're friends and we, and we joke a lot. But we saw history being made in St. Petersburg, Russia. Both of us have been sharing the good news with Jewish people for many years. And Jonathan heard a word from God to go to St. Petersburg, Russia. I went with him and we had evangelistic meetings. And I want you to describe what that first meeting was oh my like. Goodness. Describe that. Sid, you're bringing back such great memories. Well, we, as you know, uh, rented the largest concert hall in the city of St. Petersburg, almost 4,000 seats, the Oktoberski Concert Hall. We had Colson Kather, we had other Messianic artists, and no idea, really, the, we had no idea what to expect. We didn't know if five people would show up or, or, or what. We did some advertising. This, this had never been done before. I mean, wide-scale advertising for Jewish people to attend a concert, and how many showed? Well, we had to lock, we had to close the doors about a half hour before the concert started because it, every seat was filled and we turned away hundreds each night. This went on night after night. And people had told me anti, there's a lot of anti-Semitism and fear. Jewish people won't come. But Sid, they came. And, and what's amazing is they came knowing they were going to hear about Jesus. That's what's so supernatural about this whole thing. Well, what's even more amazing to me was they didn't just come forward a few, they, 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 they didn't just raise their hands. When the invitation was given, they ran. Jonathan, I mean, I've never seen that before. Now that I day. know why they call them Russians, because all, <laughs> the majority of the 4,000 in that concert hall were Jewish, and the majority came down front, many with tears in their eyes. And Sid, I saw this repeated for uh, almost 10 years in the former Soviet Union until the revival waned. And it's no coincidence. The, the Bible very specifically talks about the Jews in the land of the north being the first to be restored back. I'll bring you back from the north country. It's not North Carolina. Sorry for those in Charlotte. It's not <laughs> North America. It's north of Israel. And that's the former Soviet Union. And so with this great Alia, almost a million or actually over a million Russian-speaking Jews fulfilling Bible prophecy going back to Israel, there was a parallel spiritual revival as well, spiritual awakening, and said this is one of the clearest signs that we're in the last days and the near return of Jesus to this earth. You know, Rabbi Jonathan Burness uh, is 
just like myself, is Jewish. Both of his parents were Jewish. The only problem was he was raised in a Reformed Jewish home. My Orthodox Jewish father said, Reformed? That's not even Jewish. <laughs> then after I became a believer in Jesus, he said, you know, reform looks pretty good. Uh, Jonathan, you, uh, as a young boy, you were invited to a, a Young Life uh, meeting, and they had pretty girls, so you went. That's, but I'm that's still true. surprised you went to a Christian meeting. Why well, did you? Uh, I my, my parents were surprised looking back also. And by the way, when I became a believer, my mother went, be, went from reform to conservative. <laughs> Instead of coming to know the Lord, she, she moved more into Judaism. Uh, Sid, I, I was brought up in a, in a Jewish home like you. And even though I was raised reform, Jewish identity was important. I was born a Jew. I was taught I would die a Jew. And really, Jews believe, can believe in just about everything or nothing. They can be atheists and still be Jewish. But there's one taboo that you and I both, both experienced in growing up in Jewish homes, and that is you can't believe in Jesus. And so Jesus, to me, was, the, was their God. He was the God of the Christians. Uh, but uh, through the befriending of an of a assistant wrestling coach who really did uh, have something different that I recognized about him, he was always peaceful, he had joy, and I was just intrigued by his kindness to me. And when he invited me to this group, Young Life, I didn't connect it with the gospel at all. I connected it with good-looking girls that were going to this uh, Tuesday night group where they uh, got around and talked and, uh, and, and uh, just happened to be about the Bible. So I went, and, it, and, and really, I, I wasn't um, that drawn in to what was going on. I have to say this, though, Sid, and I believe the, the, the Word of God never returns void. I was intrigued by the person of Jesus. I was intrigued by the stories of this man who could walk on water, heal the sick, raise the dead. I thought, wow, this, this Christian God is a really good, good guy. He's really powerful. But Jonathan decides he wants to make a million dollars. He goes off to college. He gets involved in the fast life, in the drugs, in dealing drugs, uh, and going to parties. And, and, and the, the seed, it might have been planted, but that's about it. He's doing his own thing. And one of his druggy buddies, all of a sudden, gets in touch with him. And th th this girl, look like she wasn't going to make it. What happened, Jonathan? Well, Sid, keep in mind now, I have the seed planted, but when anybody tried to share the gospel with me, my immediate response was, I'm Jewish. And they always apologized, which I think is very sad, And because many people, even people watching today to uh, love the Lord, have this misconception that it's goodwill not to share with Jewish people. Well, fast forward now, as you said, to college, and this, this friend Susie is, a, has, is searching as I am, but she gets really hooked on drugs. I watch her life spiral down. She drops out of school, and she disappears from my life. And I felt bad for her, uh, but I didn't want to watch her destroy her life. Sure. And she reappears in my life uh, right at the end of my, my uh, second year hey. of school. And she Look, looks changed. There was something different yeah. about her. She looked different. Her face was glowing. And Sid, this was supernatural. This program is about the supernatural. And when I saw her, I knew something was different about her. And I asked her what happened. And she told me, and she told me, and she told me <laughs> how she was on the verge of suicide. That's, that's how bad it had become. And on the verge of suicide, she had walked into a pool hall 
and the owner of the pool hall had just become a, a born-again Christian, led her to the Lord, and she was completely delivered of drugs. And, and, and she was on fire for the Lord, and that's supernatural. A girl who was on the verge of committing suicide, completely de delivered of drugs, and was found. She was lost, but she was found, and I found that incredibly intriguing. The problem is, I said, that's great for you, but it's not for me, and she made me her homework assignment. She called me every day asking me about why I'll tell I'm you here. what, hold that thought. We'll be right back, and you're going to find out. You th think that's supernatural. Wait till you hear what happened to Jonathan. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Sid Roth has found the key to worldwide revival. This is God's time to reach the Jewish people with his love. Messiah Jesus has torn down the wall dividing Jew and Gentile. The two together form one new man to reach the world. God's method to reach the Jewish people is through signs and wonders. This is why our website, SidRoth.org, is jam-packed with tools to equip you to move in signs and wonders. Understand Israel and the Jewish roots of the church. Log on to SidRoth.org today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with my friend Rabbi Jonathan Burness. And Jonathan, his, his, his God really was money and power. He's Jewish, so he's not going to believe in Jesus. But his friend Susie, who's a druggie, has an experience with the Lord. And she gets so clean, so set free, such a sparkle in her eye. And she keeps witnessing to Jonathan, finally get her off his back. She, Jonathan goes to a Bible study. What happened there? Exactly. Well, I walked into the study, Sid, and I, it's a long story, so I don't, we don't have time to go into it, but I drove through the pouring rain on my motorcycle to go to a study that I never wanted to go to, and that's the power of people praying. She had everyone praying for me, her Bible study, her church, and so on. I walk into this study, and I'm soaking wet. They gave me some clothes to change into, mm -hmm. and the minute I, I went downstairs where the study was, I felt totally out of place. I just felt totally different than everybody else. It felt like they were staring at me, and I don't even remember what was taught, but at the end of the study, the leader took me upstairs and he put a Bible in my lap. And I had never read the Bible. This is another misconception that many of you ha have that are watching that's wrong, that Jewish people know the Bible. We don't. And he began to show me about sin and separation from God. I didn't hear any voice. I didn't see any vision, but I had a supernatural experience. What was that? I sensed for the first time in my life the, the presence of God, a holy God, and felt separated from that God. And in the midst of his holiness, I felt unclean. And I prayed a prayer that night 31 years ago. I don't even remember the prayer, but asking Jesus to come into my life and change me. And I have this conflict set between my mind and my heart, which, which I, I can't even explain to this day. But I really didn't, be, didn't believe with my mind that what I was praying was of any value, but something in my heart was pulling me. And I, I, I know 31 years ago that God was in that room tangibly. I went home. I decided to forget the whole thing. But within days, I had this brand new desire to read the Bible. I didn't know where to get a Bible, so finally I remembered that this Young Life friend had given right. me one four years earlier. I drove on my motorcycle 100 miles back to my parents' house just to find this Bible, and 100 miles back to my dorm room, and I began to devour, to consume the New Testament. You realize this the Jewish man whose God is money and is into drugs, all of a sudden something supernatural happened. 
He drives 200 miles just to read a Bible. What did you find in that Bible that you didn't know? Sid, what I found was totally shocking because on the very first page of Matthew, and I was ready for this Jesus Christ. He's the God of Christians. I shouldn't be doing this. But, and then I read the son of Abraham, the son of David. Now, most people just skip over the lineage. But for me, this was absolutely life-changing to see Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, and David, one of the greatest heroes of the Jewish people, in the first verses of the New Testament, the book of the Christians. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it, but I, I, I began to realize as I read on that this was the most Jewish book that anyone could have could read. It told me, it, it taught me that Jesus was Jewish, that his name was Yeshua, his Hebrew name Yeshua, which means salvation. I discovered that all of the first followers of Yeshua were all Jews who never converted to another religion, but but understood that he was the Messiah promised in their prophets. It was life-changing, Sid. It was supernatural, and my life just began to change uh, from that day on. Now. What's even more amazing was going back to my own scriptures, the, the Tanakh, the Torah and the Prophets. Tell, tell me a few things you saw that really the light bulbs went on for the first time in your life. In the, in the New Testament or going back to my going own scriptures? Going back. Okay, going, I'm going back to my own scriptures, which I had never read by the, but before. I, was, I learned to read Hebrew from the time I was little. I was bar mitzvahed. But I never learned to, to understand what I was reading. And now I go back and I read the Torah. I read the Prophets. And I begin to discover prophecies. And you want to talk about supernatural. I'm talking about prophecies written hundreds of years before Yeshua, Jesus, was ever born that revealed when he would be born, where he would be born, what he would accomplish, that he would be rejected. Let me give you a few examples. Please. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And you see in Psalm 22 a very specific, detailed description of a crucifixion. Uh, my tongue cleaves to my, the roof of my mouth. All my bones are out of joint. Uh, dogs have encircled me. In other words, he's talking about Gentiles have encircled me, and they have pierced my hands and my feet. It's a perfect description of crucifixion. And by the way, Sid, the ancient rabbis, and by ancient rabbis, I mean rabbis that lived before the time of Jesus, understood that Psalm 22 was a messianic psalm. Hmm. Believe it or not, and they, they labeled this psalm, along with others like Isaiah 53, the Psalms of the Messiah ben Joseph, son of Joseph. Remember Joseph in the Bible, right. he's yeah. rejected by his right. brothers, he is sold into slavery, he's imprisoned, he's rejected, and then finally he's recognized by his brothers. So the rabbis understood that these prophecies, like uh, Psalm 22, were messianic, and, uh, and yet they, they contradicted other prophecies that talked about a Messiah that would come and rule and reign in power. So thus Messiah ben Joseph, who would actually die according to Psalm 22, and then later be resurrected by the other Messiah, Messiah ben David, King Messiah, and they would rule and reign together. You know, they, the ancient rabbis almost had it right. That's Rather right. than two Messiahs, two appearances, what about one Messiah to appearances. Exactly. And it's very important, I think, that Christians understand uh, the Messianic prophecies and some of what rabbinic literature taught. It, not only will it help them to share effectively with their Jewish friends and neighbors, but it will enhance their faith. It will build their faith. I'm telling you, Sid, it was life transforming for me. And when people get a hold of these things, when Christians get a hold of this, it's like being born again again. Well, let, let me tell you, my wife went 
to a Messianic Jewish congregation with me. And it, it was one I was involved in pioneering when I was a brand new believer in the Messiah. And we had a Messianic Jewish rabbi that taught Yeshua out of the Old Testament. And as she saw things that very few Gentile Christians ever see, as she saw these prophecies and these predictions about the land of Israel, about the future of the Jewish people, about the Messiah, so graphic, just very briefly, tell a little bit about Isaiah 53. Well, Sid, let me add to that. Not only uh, did, did your rabbi teach out of the Old Testament, but all of the first disciples taught out of the Old Testament and expounded on the scriptures to prove that Jesus was the Messiah. I tell Christians that and they're shocked. They didn't have the New Testament, said they wrote the New Testament. So they, they, it, it, it's revealed the whole, new, old, the whole New Testament is concealed in the Old and the Old is revealed in the New. Isaiah 53, another suffering servant passage, Messiah ben Joseph, understood by the rabbis to be messianic, clearly uh, uh, prophesying hundreds of years before Jesus is ever born that he would be despised, that he would be rejected, that we would esteem him not, but that he would be stricken, smitten by God, but not for his own transgressions, that he would actually die, that he would be a, a, a sacrifice, but not for his own sins, but for the sins of Israel and the world hundreds of years before he was ever born. Talks about being uh, crucified be or, or dying between two th evildoers, two thieves. Talks about being buried in the tomb of a rich man hundreds of years before he was ever born. Jonathan, I read right out of my Tanakh, my scriptures that I got at my, uh, from my Orthodox Jewish rabbi to my Orthodox Jewish father, Isaiah chapter 53, and my father said, stop. You're talking about Jesus. Dad, you were right. I was talking about Jesus. I want to find out why and when miracles stopped in the first church. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Call now and get Rabbi Jonathan Burnus audio CD teaching how to be on the right side of God in the last days. Plus his must read book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Both yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9114. This audio CD uncovers an insidious and diabolical teaching that is robbing the body of Messiah from walking in God's greatest blessings. I want you to get the CD teaching. If you want to come into end time favor, according to Genesis chapter 12, verse one through three. Through his book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Learn what the ancient prophets had to say about Jesus. Obtain a foundation for your faith that has been missing since the first century. I am so sure that God wants to restore the Hebraic roots that I've written a book called A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. And I go into the specific messianic prophecies. I go into all the Hebraic origins of the person of Jesus. You'll fall in love with them all over. Get this book. Don't miss out on getting Rabbi Jonathan Burnus audio CD teaching how to be on the right side of God in the last days. Plus his must read book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Both yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9114. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9114 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to 
It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Rabbi Jonathan Burness. And what I want to understand is, according to the Jewish historian Neander, there were approximately a million Jewish believers in Jesus at the turn of the first century. But somehow something happened, and these Jewish people weren't identified as Jewish believers anymore, and it resulted in the church losing its ability to walk in large numbers of people in the miraculous. Jonathan, tell me that scenario. Well, again, as you said, the church, the first church were all Jews. They never converted to Christianity. They lived as Jews. But of course, in Acts chapter 10, the gospel goes to Cornelius. Paul becomes the apostle to the Gentiles, and the, the gospel quickly spreads in the Gentile world. And sadly, by 135, you have writings like Justin Martyr writing against the Jewish believers and saying, he who claims to be Jewish and Christian is neither Jew nor Christian. And sadly, the church begins, and there's reasons for this we don't have to go into, and I think it's important that Christians do study to understand this, begins to move away from their Jewish roots. And uh, the second century, all the way up to the culmination at, with the Nicene Council in 325 A.D., you have the church severing the, what's, what's now the dominantly Gentile church, severing themselves from their Jewish roots. And when that happens, Sid, the power drains out of the church. It, it, this is turning your back on your father, I believe. And I, I, I think that until this is restored, we're not going to see the fullness of power coming into the church. And let me say it the other way. When, when the re Jewish roots of the faith are restored, or the Hebraic roots, we're going to see an outpouring of the spirit we haven't seen since the first century. It's coming. I, I believe that. And that's what I call the one new man when the middle wall comes down between Jew and Gentile to form one new humanity, which will result in the full dwelling place of God Amen. by it's His coming. Spirit. Now, uh, Jonathan has told me about a heresy that I understand too, that so few understand. It's the difference between you being in the blessings of God or the curses of God. Tell me about this heresy. Well, before, I have to set it up by saying this. Genesis 12, I will bless those that bless the children of Abraham and curse the one that curses the children of Abraham, I believe is just as true and powerful and real today as when it was written. And that's the danger here because we can be under the blessing of God based on how we treat the Jewish people or the curse of God. And uh, the heresy is called replacement theology or supersessionism. And very simply, uh, again, in the beginning of the second century, this, this erroneous teaching that the church has replaced Israel. In other words, the Jews killed Jesus. They were responsible for his death. They committed deicide. And now God is done with them. He's given up with them. They're under his curse. And so now the new people of God, the new Israel, is the church. Now, it's, the truth is that Christians become spiritual sons and daughters of Abraham and receive all the blessings given to the Jewish people or given to the children of Abraham, but they join, they graft, they're grafted into the natural olive tree, which is Israel. Replacement theology, most Christians don't even know the name, uh, still uh, has vestiges and, and there's residue that affect every Christian and, in, and it, in Romans, it cuts out the blessing of God. In Romans 11, Romans 11. that deals so, so clearly with it. Give me a couple of verses. 
very, very simply, boast not against the natural branches, because if God cut them off, how much easier to cut you off. And if he can graft in a, a wild olive branch, which is a Gentile believer, how much easier to regraft back in the Jewish person and, 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 and bring them to faith. So uh, it, it's very clear. Paul says three times in Romans 11, God has not rejected Israel. It's so clear, Sid, and we have to come against this heresy if we want to see the supernatural outpouring of God's Spirit return to the church. Well, I believe that it's time for the greatest favor of God to hit Bible believers. It's time to move from the curse to the blessing. Amen. And we have a mezuzah uh, that we've designed for the people that we mentor. It's got millions of Jewish names that do not know the Messiah in this mezuzah. We're instructed in Scripture to put it on our on our door, and Jewish people kiss it when they enter their door or when they leave their door, and they pray for God's blessing over them when they're in their house and when they leave their house. How much greater blessing when we pray for the mm. salvation of millions of Jewish people. Jonathan, I want you to agree in prayer with me as we pray over this mezuzah, and I want you to agree in prayer with me as we pray that these millions of Jewish people come to know their Messiah, and you will walk under the blessings of Genesis 12:3, the favor of God. We agree in Yeshua's name that the spiritual scales will come off of the eyes of Jewish people. We agree in Yeshua's name the spiritual scales will come off the eyes of Christians to be able to share the good news with Jewish people. We agree in the name of Yeshua's name that there are modern-day Paul the Apostles in these names that will lead the world in righteousness. And yea, once again, the word of the Lord will go out from Zion. And I am so excited when these Jewish people become one with Gentile Christians and the middle wall of separation, it's finally coming down. Call now and get Rabbi Jonathan Burnus' audio CD teaching how to be on the right side of God in the last days. Plus, his must-read book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Both yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9114. This audio CD uncovers an insidious and diabolical teaching that is robbing the body of Messiah from walking in God's greatest blessings. I want you to get the CD teaching. If you want to come into end-time favor, according to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, through three. Through his book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Learn what the ancient prophets had to say about Jesus. Obtain a foundation for your faith that has been missing since the first century. I am so sure that God wants to restore the Hebraic roots that I've written a book called A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. And I go into the specific messianic prophecies. I go into all the Hebraic origins of the person of Jesus. You'll fall in love with them all over. Get this book. Don't miss out on 
on getting Rabbi Jonathan Burnus audio CD teaching how to be on the right side of God in the last days. Plus his must read book, A Rabbi Looks at Jesus of Nazareth. Both yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9114. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9114 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Is it possible that there is an ancient mystery that holds the key to America's future? Could this same mystery be behind current events from 9-11 to our economic meltdown to even the war in Iraq? 